everyone knows Abraham Lincoln, our 16th president, leader of the Union in the Civil War, noted orator and rail-splitting lawyer. But there's one other title that applies to him, criminal defendant. Welcome to American Esoterica. If history class gives you the hall, this is the oats. The essential stuff in between. The personalities, events, and other ephemera that shape our history and culture. I'm Brian Powers. We know and love Abraham Lincoln with a ferocity unmatched as against possibly all other American political figures. He was the steady hand that saw a nation torn asunder through some of its darkest days. His oratorical brilliance is well noted, and his wordcraft has appealed to the better angels of our nature in a way that has eclipsed all but maybe the lofty phrases put down by Thomas Jefferson in that other foundational document. We're so often presented with the greatness of Lincoln as a man that we don't really think about Lincoln as a boy. If Lincoln is somehow an American political superhero, what's his origin story? I suggest that it began near the banks of the Ohio River in a small Kentucky town later named Lewisport. In 1827, after kicking around working on an Ohio River ferry boat, the 17-year-old Lincoln wound up in the Lewisport area, across the river in Indiana, building himself a flatboat to transport cargo up and down the Ohio to other markets. He intended to travel even as far as New Orleans, his wages in service of his wanderlust. He wasn't making as much as he had anticipated carrying cargo. So as he waited for clientele on the shore in Indiana, he occasionally took on passengers to ferry them out to the waiting steamers in the river. At the time, there was a ferry boat owned by two Kentucky businessmen, the Dill Brothers, that had the license to operate in that area. Angered by this young hooligan, John T. Dill filed a charge against Lincoln of operating a ferry without a license. Young Abraham was now a criminal defendant. The successful conviction carried with it a fine, but if Abraham couldn't pay it, and he couldn't, he would face jail instead. Abraham was brought before the local justice of the peace, Squire Samuel Pate, in the east room of his log home in what is now Lewisport, which wasn't founded until 1844. The Dill brothers probably thought that they were likely to prevail. Kentucky law was clear in outlawing unlicensed ferries. Not only that, but their ferry operation took place from a corner of Squire Pate's land. They probably thought it was in the bag. As we know, they wouldn't be the last people to underestimate our dear Abraham Lincoln. See, even at 17, Abraham Lincoln showed a skill for argument and in Squire Pate's house, he pulled out a corker. He admitted to carrying the passengers, but argued that Kentucky law only outlawed unlicensed ferries from carrying passengers over the river. What he was doing was instead carrying passengers to the middle of the river, to the steamers waiting there. The Dill brothers operated a ferry that crossed the river, but they didn't reach the steamers that didn't land. Therefore, Lincoln argued, 
Not only was he not in violation of the law, he was also not in direct competition with the Dills. John Dill argued that Kentucky jurisdiction ran to the low water mark on the Indiana shore, and that Lincoln was ferrying passengers without a license no matter how far over the river he took them. Squire Pate was impressed with the boy, ruling in Lincoln's favor under a very narrow interpretation of the Kentucky statute. After a presumably angry John Dill had departed, Lincoln and Pate sat for some time on Pate's porch talking. Pate held forth on the need for citizens to understand the law better, especially as it pertained to their businesses. Lincoln listened attentively and asked questions about the law and its processes. When Squire Pate would hold court at his house, Lincoln would often paddle across the river to watch the proceedings. A constable in Indiana would let him come over and read the published laws of Indiana, which carried an index of historical documents in the back, such as the Constitution and Declaration of Independence. Young Abraham was hooked. Law would become his profession, and the rest is our history. So the next time you make a house out of Lincoln Logs, remember the House of Logs where a man was made into Lincoln. If you're interested in seeing where it happened, the Squire Pate House still stands in Lewisport, off of Highway 60 in Western Kentucky. After you're through, I recommend heading a few more miles west to Owensboro for a very particular and delicious kind of barbecue unique to the area. This has been American Esoterica. All sounds were made by me, Brian Powers. Did I get it wrong? Did I get it right? Just want to debate the best barbecue spot in Owensboro? Drop me a note. The address is yell at AmericanEsoterica.com Thank you for listening and God bless America. Thank you.